0: My Life Now is a half-hour
1: podcast show which regularly features reviews of new releases and all-time classics of both traditionally published and self-published books.
0: Tune in for special guest interviews and of course helpful tips to not only write your next book but also to help market it.
1: My Life Now is most often referred to as a great way for authors to get quality exposure and avid readers to discover their next read.
0: Without further delay, here's another stimulating episode of My Life Now. Welcome back to another episode of My Life Now. My name is Dallas Montague, and I am the co-host here today. And today we have another amazing guest, John Bentley. John is a Christian author, a speaker, and he is hosting the 17 Biblical Principles of Success virtual summit coming up here in December. And so we're going to talk all about that, but we're also going to give John an opportunity to share his story. But before we do, John, thank you for joining us. How are you today?
1: Oh, Dallas, I'm excited. And I so appreciate the opportunity to share this and for you to come alongside me and and help me do that with this platform.
0: Yeah, I've heard a little bit about what you guys are doing, and I'm very excited about what you're doing. We hope to champion you and your ministry and all the things you guys are doing for your summit coming in December. And like I said, our audience love to hear about our guests' testimonies. And so I'm going to just give you the floor. Tell us a little bit about who you are, how you met the Lord, how it changed your life moving forward.
1: Yeah, Dallas, if have you ever spent time reflecting on the ups and downs you've encountered in your life? Well, if so, probably you're, you're like me then. You finally realize the importance of God in your life in creating and sustaining what we truly seek from life, which is what? Love, growth health, security, inner peace, friendship, and most importantly, living a Christ-centered life that pleases God. Now, during my early years in the Air Force, I didn't do that because I lacked self-control, and I experienced the opposite. In fact, life seemed to only offer to me frustration, loneliness, unhappiness, fatigue, and dissatisfaction. Now, fortunately for me, a man I respected and admired taught me a life lesson. He shook a Coke can and asked me to open it, Well, of course, I refuse. He asked why, and I shared, because what's inside that Coke can, it's going to spew all over me and you. And the next thing he said, something I'll never forget, is, John, that's what you do when you're working with other people and things don't go your way. He said, you have several talents, but talent will get you nowhere. Till you learn to lead yourself, you'll never learn to lead others. You'll always struggle, feel empty, and limit your opportunities for success. So the lesson was clear. What I don't manage, manages me. And you see, that led me on a journey to understand why I spiraled out of control when things don't go my way. And here's what I discovered just quickly is my self-worth came from external rewards. I had to have the best car, the biggest house, designer clothes. It was also important for me to be the smartest, strongest and most responsible person on a team. And I also kissed up to people, you know, the right ones. So they would think well of me and praise me to others. Well, of course, Oh, Satan knew this about me, and he used those beliefs to attack me, for which I had no defense. And then Mr. White, who gave me that feedback, shared a Proverbs with me, 25-28. He said, John, you are like a city whose walls are broken down because you lack self-control. And you see in biblical times, a city whose walls were broken down had no defense against an enemy. Similarly, without self-discipline or self-restraint, I had no defense against anger gambling, gossip, impatience, living beyond my means, lust, overeating, working too much at the expense of my family, and I had many unchecked emotions. Therefore, without self-control, I was wide open to sin, which held me captive to living a life filled with frustration, fatigue, and failure.
0: Yeah. And John, I want to stop you there for a second. I mean, I think this is exactly what we're living in, in 2022. I think our culture, our music, our movies, our TV, everything, social media is, Mm. it's breaking down the walls. Oh, this is okay. This is okay. Do this. This is comfortable.
1: And where are we? We're, we're vulnerable to be attacked by the enemy. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me of that Dallas. I, you know, I, I hadn't thought about it in those terms. But that's exactly what's happening. We're, we're, we're getting caught up in this dark and broken world and being attacked from all sides with many mediums. Thank you for reminding us of that.
0: Mm. Doc Siva uses non-invasive, fast-acting, and full-body regenerative technology you can trust for your most challenging health and cosmetic problems with affordability at heart. Through a water-based, gentle spray-on solution. Doxiva brings balance to the body even for the most challenging comorbidities. Find more information by searching Doxiva.com. That is D-O-X-Y-V-A dot The book Modern Women Hate, Advice on How Women Can Avoid Dying Alone. This book explains how women can attain long-lasting, meaningful, and healthy relationships Vincent and Doomy have collected the most controversial, powerful, and useful ideas, wove them into a readable thread, and organized them into sections for easy reference. Find your copy by searching the book Modern Women Hates on Amazon today. And moving on from there in your testimony, what happens next?
1: Well, it's it's interesting, and you know I'll share this a little bit more. My daughter Natalie was 28 years old when she passed away from prescription drug addiction. And I'll never forget it. It was December the 11th. It was mine and Laura's anniversary. And we're driving in the truck and I get a phone call. And of course, you know, today it flashes up the name on your screen there. This was in 2010. And it was Krista, which is Natalie's sister, younger sister. And I said, hey, look, baby doll, Krista's calling to wish us a happy anniversary. And the next three words I hear from Krista are, dad, Natalie's dead. Wow. You know, and a a lot of emotions came flooding in because she had just gotten out of rehabilitation in the middle of November. Seemed to be doing well. She was in a in a difficult, dysfunctional marriage. Had her only grandchild, Alex, who was getting ready to turn five in January. And then, what I realized is that I was there for her physically, but I wasn't there for her emotionally. And what I mean by physically is I had money and funds to help her when she got behind on her bills and things of that nature. But then I read her Facebook page and God put the word gift on my heart, which is God's image fulfilled talent. So I want your listeners to know, and you are a gift made in God's image to fulfill your talent and service to others. And I recognized I missed out on her gifts, which were to be with people in their lowest times, even her in her darkest hour, she was there to let them know that they were loved. She would cook for them, clean their house, Watched her children, never charged them a dime. So even in her darkest hour, she was using her God-given gift of help and service
0: to better others. That's amazing. You also said that before the podcast here, before we started recording, that you have a ministry named after, after this book as well. Tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, through about eight years of wandering in the wilderness and still trying to figure things out on my own, being filled with regret and guilt, you know, that what could I have done better? I I started recognizing that, you know, it was important for me to get the message out of how God awakened me through her death. He didn't kill her. He didn't take her life to punish me. But through that circumstance, he awakened me and said, hey, John, you're still living in the world. You said you accepted my son as your Lord and Savior. He said, I I see the Savior part, but I don't see the obedience. And here's what's happening in your life. I was distant from God. I didn't believe he could love me because of all of my sin. I was emotionally drained, physically tired and all of it because I was trying to do it still on my own. Still on my own, I, I was trying to do it. I was trying to make people think I was worthy. And in reality, I was trying to feel good about myself because my identity was in the world, not in Christ. So we stood up the foundation last year in Natalie's honor to help mothers overcome prescription drug addiction. And also we wrote the book, You Are a Gift, which is about recognizing your gift, applying it in the world and manifesting it so it is a reward to others. So you glorify God through that. And you are walking in your purpose when you're serving others with your God given gifts, both physical and spiritual. By the way,
0: I can't imagine what it would be like to lose a child, and and with addiction too, something that's so something I've struggled with. Our audience know Mm -hmm. Chris Busher, our other host, has has dealt with. But Christ saves, you know, and that's why we're alive. That's why we have Jesus today, and we're walking in the truth is because of Him. And this is a thing that. You can share like you are with your audience, with our audience and with your, 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 the people who are reading your book and who are a part of the ministry and the families that are being impacted by this foundation. Because I've seen families destroyed, marriages destroyed, but God bringing it all back together. He's in the ministry of reconciliation and that's who he is. And so I'm very grateful that you guys have a foundation like this. You are a gift foundation. And a little bit more going forward, you guys also have a summit coming, a virtual summit here in December 11th, the same day of your wife's, of your daughter's passing and your anniversary. So that now all that date makes sense for me. And hopefully for our audience too, they caught that. Yeah. But tell us a little bit more about what this is, the 17 biblical principles. Tell us a little bit
1: more. Yeah, I, I, I think sometimes, and I'll speak for me and, and maybe it relates to the audience as well, I started learning through some coaching and teaching and some godly men and women coming alongside of me, how to practically apply God's word. So, so let's just take self-control. That's the principle I'm going to be speaking on is it's not that I've got to do it all, which is what psychology tells us, right? Mm -hmm. Have willpower. And we see athletes that accomplish great feats because of their strength or repetition, but we're fortunate to have the indwelling God of the Holy spirit in us Mm -hmm. So I started looking at it as not self-control, but God control. And how am I under God's control? Well, it's simply being obedient to him. Well, how do I become obedient? Got to read his word. Mm -hmm. It pours into my heart. It Mm -hmm. it causes that flesh to become less and less, which is always going to be there until the day I die. But if I am immature, that that, that I'm lukewarm, that flesh is going to be so strong and the devil is going to use that to attack me and cause me to slip, trip and fall. So when I learned, when I learned that I can just stop and go, hey, Holy Spirit, point me in the right direction. What should I do? And listen to that small still voice because it will. And the more that the Holy Spirit leads me, the flesh is less and less. And I walk more in the spirit in a strong way. And I can use God's armor to fend off the devil and everything that affects me from the world, from him and even other people. So it's learning to, well, I, I call it being a thermostat instead of a thermometer. Mm-hmm. So if I am a thermometer, that that my, the actual thermometer is the Holy Spirit. And my self-control is what allows God to produce the fruit of the Spirit through me. Now let's think about it. Can I be patient without self-control? Can I be good without self-control? Can I be understanding without self-control? Can I be kind? And if those things aren't produced through me, then people don't experience God's love through me and the light that he is through me to break down the darkness that's going on in someone's life.
0: Yeah, and that's it. We are the light. We are the light. This is, I'm a missionary in Brazil. One of my favorite messages, you don't have to be a missionary You don't have to be a pastor to follow God. You don't have to be a pastor or a missionary to tell people about Jesus. We all have the opportunity as sons and daughters of God. If you're following Jesus, where is Jesus going? He's going to the lost people. Mm. Therefore, I am going to the lost people. I'm going where he's going. And so, Thank you for reminding us. We are the light. Wake up. Wake up. We are the light. Today, I was sitting with my wife here on our balcony, and she said, Dallas, I don't know how much you know about the elections of Brazil, but we just experienced their four term, their four year election over the weekend. And the person who won was not the ones the Christians were praying for. And Mm -hmm. so just to have, have that insight. And she's like, Dallas, the, the end is coming. Jesus is coming back and I want to be ready. I don't want to be, I don't want to be blind. I don't want to be lukewarm. Like you're saying today, that wake up call that you had, John, every single audience today can take that wake up wake up be the light going a little bit further with this so the summit it's on December 11th tell us a little bit more the you have 17 different speakers coming in you have 17 different topics tell us a little bit more what are you talking about who are some of the speakers and so on
1: yeah we we put together 17 amazing speakers who have all been broken who all had invited Jesus into their life because they wanted their sins forgiven. And and they've slipped, tripped, and fall, they've had it very tough yet. What they've learned to do is take the biblical principles and apply them practically every day to their life. And each of them, I gave them a list of principles to choose from. and, And they each chose the one that seemed to stand out the most to them in their life. And the first speaker is Dr. Tony Davis, and he's going to be speaking on, trusting God. Now he's got a powerful life-changing testimony regarding God who raised him from 30 minutes of death. Now get that after he was brutally shot five times by a gang and he'd never had a gun, never been in a gang. He was a, a, a Christian recording artist and he was on his way home to pick up his wife from work and the car broke down and two gentlemen attacked him and shot him five times. So now he's got 10 bullet holes and that included an artery in his leg that was severed During surgery to put the trach in, they cut his vocal cord, so he's probably never going to be able to sing again. They were going to have to remove his leg. Long story short, when they came in to to take him to remove his leg, his leg was healed. And he could sing again. And the beauty behind this is him trusting in God in those moments. Another message that was put on his heart when the detective came in to take information from him about what happened, he said, no, I forgive. He said my message is trusting God, forgive others and you can experience triumph over tragedy. Now we've got a second speaker RJ Jackson that's on courage. Now she's been hit by life several times. I mean she had a a near life incident with a with a dog bite that was almost fatal. She was diagnosed with a rare rare eye disease and had two near death car accidents. But you see she followed her heart instead of her head and had the courage to pick up herself with the broken pieces. And invited God to recycle them. Now, RJ works with women now who want to face their challenges so they can go with clarity, fight with confidence, and win with courage. And then Dr. James Perdue, who's in a wheelchair. His is on perseverance. At 16, he learned to grow up fast because his father died. He didn't think he would have enough money for him and his family to live. And he wanted a successful professional career and actually was getting ready to attend college in baseball when he decided to play football one day and They were getting ready to leave. And somebody said, hey, let's do one more play. And they ran one more play. And he got tackled and became a a quadriplegic. They -hmm. didn't expect him to walk again. Said you need to put him in a nursing home. Well, James overcame that because you know what he did? He went on to college and got his doctorate degree. He learned to teach. And his message is your past doesn't have a future, but your life does. Mm -hmm. And so he learned to apply the biblical principle of perseverance have a doctorate degree to coach baseball. And now he has his uh, a beautiful podcast and coaches others to persevere pasture paralysis.
0: Right there. I mean, that's enough to go right there. I mean, but there's 17, you know? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Incredible. Thank you. What are some of the other topics
1: that you guys discuss? Yeah, we've got love. and We're going to close with love because I think that's the most powerful you, know, you, you we, we've got a young man named Chris Jordan who was in the military, but also was in the police force. And, you know, his idea of love was tough love. Everything's got to be tough. It, it's the truth, no kindness. Mm-hmm. And what Chris learned through some things in his life is he had a great message to share about love. How he was delivering it, though, similar to Paul before Paul was saved, right? He, he was beating people up with it and they were turned off. Yeah. But now Chris recognizes and helps us all recognize that you can deliver truth. And when you deliver it with kindness, people then can take that information, allow God to transform their lives because they can receive it now versus it beating them up. We've -hmm. also we've also got thankfulness, humility. I've got a, a gentleman who has a phenomenal story and it's all about repentance. And that he, he's going to tell how applying that, how God restored more than he ever thought he could in his life.
0: Yeah. And just to ask a couple more questions. So this is, again, December 11th, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So what is the order? What is the timeline? How long does this event last? Yeah.
1: It's going to go from three to nine. And what, what I'm going to do, I, 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 we're pre-recording the messages. And here's why we know with technology things can happen. Mm -hmm. So I'm pre-recording each each message. Each person's either doing it on their own or asking me to interview them. So we're going to start them off. Then in between each presentation, I'm going to come on, do a, take a short recap of what I took away. People that are live can chat. And then we're going to take a three minute break so people can go to the bathroom, stand up, stretch. But here's the long story short. You don't have to be live because your $17 donation, which is 100% tax deductible, soon as that summit's over the next day, you're going to get a link to be able to watch all those videos on your time. We're going to create you a nice workbook where you can take notes from each one. And oh, by the way, when you register and invest your $17, you're going to get a 30-day devotional on reflecting on God's word. So you're going to have a verse, some encouraging words, and a prayer to close with. And you're also going to get an audio program that I did called Stop Burnout Before It Stops You. So there's a $50 worth of value when you invest your $17. And I don't even want to put a value on what each of these speakers is bringing for almost five hours worth of how to apply biblical principles in your life.
0: Wow. wow. And going here, let's see. So you said 100% of this is going to the ministry that you guys sure. have, the foundation. You are a gift. Incredible. And who of our audience should tune into this? Who would you recommend this for?
1: Yeah, I, I would say if you got questions about your faith, that, that you, you, you're you wondering, how, how can I apply this to my life so that I can better serve others and serve God? If, if you're distant from God and you don't think he's around you, you're going to learn through these principles that he never leaves you, just like he never left Joseph when Joseph went through everything that he went through to become second in command to really save that nation. If, if if you're like Samson, where God's kind of giving you a mission, but you still got things that get in your way that cause you to slip, trip and fall mm-hmm. because you lack self-control like I did. That's for you. If, if you just want to say, wow, I need a little bit more hope, a little bit more encouragement with what's happening in this world because I'm focusing on it. These 17 biblical principles are going to shift your focus to eternity. Take it away from the earth. So your gifts can be magnified and amplified to bring the word of God, the gospel, the good news of the gospel to those people around you. Because they're going to wonder, man, that Dallas, I don't know what it is about him, but I really want to understand how he's shining so bright. And that opens the door to share that message. And you might even find that, wow, I need to go out and serve those people who are hurting, who don't have hope. And I can share with them how these biblical principles have allowed me to live a Christ centered life, filled with joy, purpose, and meaning, no matter what's going on in this world. Because if I focus on eternity, that's guaranteed. Mm. I can deal with all these things that are going on in this world because it's temporary, even though I may not like it. And it may be tough. I have hope because I know I'm going to bow before Jesus, the King one day. And he's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant.
0: Mm -hmm. You kept mentioning a Christ-centered life, Christ-centered life over and over. Can you tell our audience a little bit more about this Christ-centered life? On the basis, we understand this, but can you give us some practical terms of how to do this?
1: Yeah, when I think of a Christ-centered life, I, I, I think about Jesus and how he lived his life. You know, we remember the old saying, what would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. I, I say, don't ask what would he do? Get in the Bible and see what he did. Mm-hmm. And w- w- when I think of a Christ-centered life, and I think about the Beatitudes, see the Beatitudes line up with the character. And there's one in there talk, uh, t- t- talking about righteousness. And a lot of us think it's about being righteous. No, it's about being grown into righteousness. Mm-hmm. Now, now, what is righteousness? Righteousness is is that your character and your behavior, the fruit produces the good fruit, that that is how people see you. So what I get told a lot of times when I facilitate programs is, wow, you created an environment where people were talking about things they never talk about. And I'm seeing them treat each other totally different than they've ever done. Where does that come from? and I'll share this with you too, Christ never sinned. So that Christ-centered light, that 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 Holy Spirit in me, that GPS, that, that, that God positioning system is when I do slip and trip, I no longer beat myself up or condemn myself because of grace. You see, when I step out of bounds, just like playing basketball, referee blows a whistle, doesn't he or she? Yeah. Well, the Holy Spirit blows the whistle and says, hey, John, step back in in repentance and faith, repentance and faith. So that's what I see as a Christ-centered life is bringing people to being the light, letting people come to God's word and me being an example because I'm letting Christ lead me in any and every situation.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you're following Jesus like this, you're going to go to some great places. You're mm-hmm. going to do some great things. And he told us we were going to. Right. Why do we think that we can just go to church on Sunday? And and that's Christianity. You know, it's 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 so much deeper. There's so much more for us. And so well, yeah. I want to encourage you. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead John. What,
1: what, what you just reminded me of is that, you know, when I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior, my spirit's done. That's the past now. Yeah. What I think that we're missing out on. So preaching is to save people, but teaching is to get people to become more of a disciple. My soul needs saving too. And it's through that process of the flesh becoming weaker and the spirit becoming stronger that I'm going to face these these struggles. And and John 15, one talks about Jesus being what the vine dresser. You know what I missed though? His father, Jesus is the vine. His father is the vine dresser. So he prunes me. He plucks me. He takes away things that aren't going to produce good fruit. And I thought for a while, I didn't like that. Now I love it when something happens. Mm I know God's at work because his purpose is to transform me more into the likeness of Christ. And he could do it with the flip of a switch. But he wants to know if I'm going to be obedient on him and lean on him. Lean on him instead of trying to do it on my own.
0: Yeah, And in turn, you become a better husband, a better father, a better yes. friend, a better coworker, a better neighbor.
1: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, the one question you wrote, that's exactly what I wrote in there. Thank you for sharing that with the folks. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. If you could leave our audience today with one overall point, what do you think that would be today?
1: Wow. You just hit on one of them. I I thought it was outstanding what what you just hit on. So I'll say it like this. As God's word and his indwelling Holy Spirit takes over more and more territory in your heart. Guess Mm -hmm. what? There's less flesh to interfere. And as the transformation grows, sin's grip is loosened. I'm going to say that again. As more of God's word is in your heart and the transformation grows, sin's grip is loosened and God's qualities will show in every growing proportion in every area of your life. And that's exactly what what you just shared with us, Dallas. And then every relationship I have is going to be, I I don't even know how to describe it except to say this, that relationships I have with my brothers and sisters who we were at each other a lot growing up because of the way we were raised. Mm -hmm. It's not like that anymore. They call me, I call them, and all I do is encourage them. And then when I encourage them, well, how come things are so good for you, Eddie? Because that's my nickname, right, Eddie? And so, if you don't mind, I'll just share with you. And I'm not trying to convince you of anything. You asked me, I'm just sharing with you what God has done in my life because of me being obedient. And it's opened up doors in business, it's opened up doors in the foundation. And more importantly, I have more peace and joy than I've ever had in my life, even when things aren't going well.
0: Yeah. And I love this, that you're talking about your testimony, self-control and obedience. Going back to it, I think this is something that our young generations need to remember. And something that, let's say, my generation has carried into our adulthood that Mm. we really have a problem with you know, and in self-control nowadays, it's, it's just the norm to do whatever you want, whatever's comfortable, whatever, you know, you're accepting of And, and we got to get back to the truth. You know, Amen. we have to get back to what the Bible says, not just what I want to do. And we need to be obedient. And I want to tell our audience as a person who has overcome addiction through Jesus Christ, obedience is possible. <laughs> It, it's, it's possible. I know it's like, Oh, I can't stop doing this thing or I really enjoy doing this. Just stop through the power of Jesus. You can, you can not in your own strength. Like you said yourself many times, not by your strength, but by his strength. Amen. And so, John, thank you so much for all the things that you shared. Anything else you want to want to mention today?
1: Well, uh, well, you know, Dallas, you've added so much value to this. And I just want to say thank you for your mission in Brazil. And I I love that how in our conversation up front you're going where the lost are. Mm -hmm. And I I believe for those of us that are in church, I think that's awesome. I pray that the church is one of growing disciples. Mm -hmm. And then I also pray that those disciples are going out in the world and being the the hands, the the feet, the heart, and the mind of Jesus to the world with nothing more to do but to spread love on those folks versus trying to convince them or use fear or emotions just to get someone to, to go to the altar and accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. That, that's what I pray is, is that we're out there doing our best to represent Christ in this broken world.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, John, thank you so much. One more time, tell our audience, when is the conference? How can they join? and how much it costs again all of those those details yeah the
1: the live virtual summit will be december the 11th from 3 to 9 p.m. eastern time and again you don't have to be there live because you will get access to all the videos with your $17 donation which is 100% tax deductible and every penny of that will go to the foundation and every penny of that will go to an organization that helps mom overcome prescription drug addiction and I say that because I have a sponsor that funds all of the logistics and costs for the foundation. And then, secondly, it's uh, you can go to www.youareagift.foundation, www.youareagift.foundation. And on the menu, you'll see Virtual Summit. And that's going to give you a complete rundown of every speaker, every principal. And again, when you donate $17, and I'll call it an investment in yourself and an investment in others, you're going to get two bonuses. You're going to get a 30-day reflection journal on how to apply God's word to your life. And secondly, you're going to get an audio program, about 35 minutes on stop burnout before it stops you. Because let's face it, what's going on in the world and people not having coping skills, especially those that aren't saved or sometimes like I was through my daughter's death, not truly connected to the vine, you're going to turn to alternatives for you to mask your pain or feel okay. And that's not helpful for you, your family, or anyone else.
0: Right. John, thank you so much. I know our audience are blessed by our time today. And if you can end with a prayer, I would really appreciate it.
1: Yes. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to come forth with Dallas and his ministry and him allowing me to share about the 17 biblical principles of success. and Father, again, I, I know that Jesus is the vine, and what I love most of all, God, is you're the vine dresser. And you're going to prune me. You're going to pull away those things that won't produce good fruit, and you do that so that I can produce fruit, or the Holy Spirit can produce fruit through me quicker and better. Also, Father, I want to lift up Dallas and his ministry and the, the mission work that he, his wife, and his friends are doing to to reach the lost, but also to help those that have received Jesus as their Lord and Savior to grow as a disciple so they can represent you. And Father, I also thank you for the opportunity for this summit. And I just ask you to continue to bless us as people sign up and that we, Father, will represent you as light during this summit and always in our life, no matter what's going on in our world, so that you can remove darkness from people's lives. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening and supporting another episode of My Life Now.
0: Please remember to subscribe to our podcast show and share it with a friend.
1: Together, we can keep the message of these books alive.
0: Until we turn the next page together, stay classy.